you're tuned in to Spraymakers, the podcast where Chris Rossi and Trent Finlayson dive deep into the world of water skiing. Last week, Rossi and Trent talked about finding your stack on land before taking it to the water. This week, the boys give some key highlights on what it takes to transition it properly to behind the boat and what your key alignment focuses should be. Trent, now you've got you've got somebody you had on the pole. Mm-hmm. You've had them doing the, the deal. They look really good. Uh, they look solid. We've got a good platform base. Uh, what, do, what, do, what, do, what are our listeners looking to do next? So, you know, for me as a coach and, and certainly as a skier, um, I'm, I'm going to be crazy meticulous about that position um, before I do anything in terms of addressing the course or addressing, you know, my, 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 my free ski session. Um, and that's something that I'm going to do, you know, every single pass, every single event, every single practice session is, is what I get up, you know, I, I position myself beside the wake. If I need to adjust my vest, I adjust my vest, whatever that aside. But I, then I'm going to assume like, to me, it, it, it keeps coming back. It's like preposterous. It, it, like I'm going to find the most perfectly structured stacked, if you will, position over top of my feet. So for me, that's going to start with, <clears throat> I'm going to stand up. I'm going to, to me, the word that comes through my mind is extend. Like, and, and I'll back that up a little bit. I, I feel like when people, are a little bit unsure about the position they want to be in or, 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 you know, for that matter, they're not actually in the right position. Everything draws inward. Um, elbows start to come in. Um, chest starts to hollow. It, it's almost like a, like bracing for a punch kind of, kind of look. And you can see it, you can see it in their face. You can see it in the, in the way they're gripping the handle. It's not relaxing. Um, and it's, and it's very forced. So what I want to do is I want to start, standing up, extending my body. Um, the taller I get, the lower the handle is going to be in relation to my body. So everyone's seen this nice, comfortable, low handle position, but that's not about pushing the handle down. So I want to extend everything up. I'm going to stand as tall as I can. I'm going to think about the space between my chin and my pelvis being as far or as long as possible. And as I'm rising up, rising up. My chest is coming up between my arms. My chin is actually rising up. Like, um, you know, if you want to go classic eighties, David Benzel, it's the proud position, if you will. And, and it was spot on. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to rise up. Chin's going to come up. Chest is going to come up. Core is going to engage. And then from there, I, I can completely relax my arms and let the handle just be an extension of the rope. And the higher I am, the higher my hips are <clears throat> in relation to the handle, the lower that pull is going to be, and and extend, 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 relax, relax, and re- relax, and you're gonna you're gonna get past this tipping point where all of a sudden it's gonna feel like the the pull is being or the load on the rope is being directed through your belly button, and again, not by pushing the handle there, but by rising your body up in relation to the line of the rope. Yep. And I'm gonna yep. be crazy about it. Like it's 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 this you know it, it's this routine I have, and it's I rock up and forward out of my toes. Everything stretches up. My chin comes up, and it. It, you know, I'm sure it looks ridiculous, but it, it leaves me in that perfectly balanced, structured position. Um, yeah, yep. I think and, I think I think the really big thing there, Trent, um, just just so people know, the, the, all of this is happening before you've even made a cut. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, because if it's if it, if it's if that first move you make, be it your gate pull out or just your setup cut, if you're if you're a free skier, if, if the load at that point is is being directed, you know, higher than your waist. 
and the loads on your upper body, then step one, you're going to counterbalance by, by dropping your, your center mass back. So now your very first chance to accelerate and out, outrun the boat is gone. And, and we're, we're going to talk about speed and outrunning the boat and, and that's going to be, you know, further up the pyramid, but, but your first opportunity to create, you know, that surplus of speed that you're going to need to have this perfect gate setup that we'll talk about down the road. Also, it's gone. So if you miss it there, you miss it. And, and then, you know, if you want to say muscle memory or, or, you know, however you like to term, you know, these familiar neural pathways that, that are involved, you know, in, in, in repetitive sport, like slalom is if, if you miss it on the first one and it feels wrong, you're, you're, you're going to have limited opportunity to find it on the, on the second one being your, your cut back through the gates, um, you know, because of a lack of speed and just because you didn't feel it on the first time, it's all about repetition. So I think that's one that, not, I think that's one that surprises me, you know, that people, even great skiers miss that they'll, they'll pull out on their gate in a manner that they wouldn't pull out, that they wouldn't utilize anywhere else. So talk, talk about your setup and, and, you know, in terms of before you make your first move, what, what, what sort of chain of events runs through your mind? Well, you know, I, I, uh, I completely agree with everything that you said in that beginning, you know, when, when, when you just talked about how you set up standing tall, you know, making sure that the, because you're standing tall, the handle actually moves down your body, not because yeah. you're pushing it down. You know, there's a couple of things I think that people really need to understand. Like the moment your handle gets above your belly button, that's kind of your hinge point in your body. The moment that that handle gets higher than your belly button, you go from being able to be dynamic to completely static, meaning that the boat, the moment that handle is above your belly button, the boat now has you and you're just, you're just going to be basically leaning on this rope that is so hard that you can't actually do the movements that you want to do. And thus you end up adding bicep to it ending, you know, and as soon as you add bicep, then you add uh, hips dropping back. These are bad things, people. So but not bad things, but, uh, but, but poor posture things. And so really, if you don't stand tall, you can't get that handle below your belly button. And as soon as you don't do that, the boat's got you. So number one, most important thing, I really liked what you said was stand tall before you ever even start. Um, when you stand tall, you want to feel like you're standing over both feet. You know, mm. I see a lot of people guarding and standing on their back foot, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, every, anytime you stomp your back foot, you're decelerating, creating load, unnecessary load, and you're trying to put your body going in a direction. It's, it's kind of a backwards direction. So you're, again, you're, you're putting yourself into this fight the boat situation. And I think what, what you and I are really working towards is being more dynamic and being able to utilize the boat to get what we want, not necessarily leaning against the boat to, to find our balance and then trying to fight through those, those motions. So for me, I think one of the most important things is, is to stand up to feel that handle be uh, below your waist, but only because you're standing tall and, and balanced over your ski. And then really super duper important. And you, you, you did mention it is, uh, and I, I mean, this is like the, my go-to statement to everybody. I don't care if you're a pro or a Joe or a beginner or an open water skier or anything else, you gotta have your arms straight. And if your arms are bent, you're, you're immediately putting yourself behind the, I, I want to say behind the boat, but really what you're doing is you're giving the boat so much more leverage over you that it's, it's really hard to do any kind of movements that are natural. So mm -hmm. 
uh, I really like to feel like when I stand up out of the water, you know, I haven't skied yet. I, you know, yeah, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that my vest is right. And my, my shorts are, are pulled down, but then, <laughs> but then I am going to, the first thing I do is what you said. I stand tall. I bring my chest up and I really focus on my arms being straight and feeling like my, uh, abs are, my abs are connected, meaning, you know, Kegel in, in, uh, Kegel's a good word, or, you know, somebody's about to punch you in the gut, that tightening, that moment right before you get punched, you'd be like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of, uh, inner strength I want. Now, that being said, the core is tight, but everything else is actually loose in my body. Um, probably the, well, I mean, not quite everything. I mean, I, I think my lats, your lats kind of pull, pull your shoulders down and back so that mm-hmm. you get more into that that Dave Benzel proud <laughs> position, right? So chest up, arms straight, standing tall right over my feet. That's like the that's that's that that point and I do stand so tall that I'm almost going to my tippy toes. Um, that way I know that I'm fully extended and I have my body in a very structurally <laughs> aligned position. What do you think about that? I love that you said you that you, I love that you said you go to your your tippy toes like like uh Man, we're such we're such slalom dorks, but but I really do love that you said that, like, because that's that's something that I do, and it's and it's and it's you know, and it really all that move is, is it, to me, is, it's like it's getting everything up, you know, so it, it's as high as everything possibly could be, so then that first movement can be can be bigger and more dramatic, but it's it's uh, one of those things that I share with people, and it surprises them that you know, well, I'll tell them like at that moment, like uh, you know, my weight is equal on both feet, but there's zero in either heel. Um, and, and again, that's, that's something we'll talk about more when, when we, you know, when we're going to discuss, um, you know, more dynamic load versus static load. Um, yeah. But but it is it's it's really really important that that you know. And again, first set of the year, there would be nothing wrong with 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 blasting through the entire course. Only only finding that position. You know, like moving to that moment just before you would pull over your gates and then relaxing again. And finding that position again, everything coming up tight, um, high, straight, uh, extended, like 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 is the word that comes through my my mind. Then relaxing again, it's it's really really important. Um, okay, so finding that stack, that structure, you know, making it as perfect as possible. So now you know, step two then is is going to be now let's do now let let's let's move into a lean in, in a controlled environment before we just let everything you know fire away in the course um so for me that's going to be for me there, there there's two areas where i can get into like a really controlled lean and, and feel it out without um variables such as wake um you know excess load so one is going to be you know gate pull out if you will um and then the second opportunity is going to be uh, as silly as it seems, but it's it's when you stop at the end of the lake. Um, yep. If you're on a you know if you're on a on a tournament style lake, you're going to likely going to be stopping after every pass. You, you know even at the beginning of the season, and those are just those are your two spots that you can really kind of like we were talking about yesterday. How we, you know when you when you fall into that lean position, um, this is in reference to when you're stopping at the end of the lake. When you fall into that lean position on the on the pot, you know if you're just on dry land, t- you know tied to a pole. You can kind of move and really find like not the not a good balance point, but find the perfect balance point. And that and that moment at the end of the lake when the drivers, you know, 
you turn the wheel to the left typically a little bit and you're going to do this long pull out to the right. That's where you can really explore like, you know, where do I need to be in relation to my feet? Where do my hips need to be? Where does the handle need to be? Where, how, how can I effectively, you know, have my weight on my toes and still be in a strong cutting position? That's a great controlled environment to really, um, that's another one, you know, in my skiing and it's, and certainly in my coaching that, you know, it's, it's almost a, it's almost, you know, it almost is, is annoying, I think, to some of my students, but I won't let them pull out incorrectly. And it's not, it, it, you know, it, and it's only because, like, this is your chance to really find it. And I have, you know, one of my guys um, that I worked with last, you know, the last couple of years, but it was last summer where he, like, the light bulb went off and it happened when he was pulling out at the end of the lake. And it was like, that's where, you know, and for him, it was chest. That's where my chest needs to be to find this, you know, this extended stacked position. And, and so don't, don't let that one blow by you. So go, go to the, let's just go to the first one. Then. And if it's a gate pull out, that's great. Or if it's just your first setup cut on, 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 you know, on an open water session, what, where do you move from that perfect stack position? What's now, what's your kind of chain of chain of events to, to, to pull out in the same manner that you've, that you've, or the same body position that you've already established behind the boat? Yep. Hey, I just want to clear one thing up as we're as we're going because I'm 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 trying to paint visuals as I'm listening to you and I, yeah. as I do as I do believe our readers are, or our listeners are doing the same thing. So what what Trent's really saying is you know you ski down the lake on your first run, and uh, and this and this happens for every run that you'll ever take at the end of the lake when you're done, and you're you need a rest. This is what that's the that's the moment that Trent was talking about where you're pulling out at the end of the lake. It's the after you've skied, if you're skiing on a huge lake, it's not at the end of the lake. It might be in the middle of the lake. But the point yeah. is, when you need a break and you want to stop for a second, use that when you pull out next to the boat, use that as one more chance to practice a perfect cut. And, and the reason why I like that, uh, and I use the same thing you do, Trent, um, mm -hmm. and I put a lot of emphasis on this. The reason why that that is so important is that there is nothing coming at you. You don't have the course coming or, or your, your future run coming if you're, you're skiing open water. So you, you lose a lot of these, you lose the desire to over ski and overdo all of these items because a lot of us that learned how to ski, you know, it, it was a fight to learn how to run the course, or it was a fight to get through the wakes and, and make good cuts back to back to back. And so you kind of learn some of these, uh, you have ingrained habits that, that aren't always beneficial. So when you're pulling out at the end of the lake, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to finish off my run. Use that to think about what we've been talking about here. And to, instead of just, uh, thoughtlessly, you know, manhandling your, your edge out and letting go and being like, wow, that was a great run. Let's, let's take that one and say, where is that perfect balance? Where is that place that I can have even hand pressure? You have nothing coming at you. So I just wanted to put that out there. So that it really is just a, you know, you, you use that to, to whip out to the side of the boat and then just kind of go into a glide and fall into the water. And then the boat comes around and, and, uh, you get your rest time. So, you know, that, that to me is super important. And, uh, just want to make sure you guys all had a, had a visual of what we were talking about and then yeah. going, going, Oh yeah, go ahead. Do you have something? No, I was going to say like, for me, like that, that, that replaces, um, that classic eighties and nineties lean drill. Uh, and, and, a you know, a lot of our listeners will be fam familiar with the lean drill. It, you know, it's when you would position yourself as, you know, as far outside of the wake as required. So you could simply just lean on the rope and, 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 you know, you'd lean down the entire length of the lake. Um, 
anyway, to me, like this is a this is a more relevant, um, more beneficial replacement to that to that old lean drill. I just had crazy visions of Wade Cox. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's an idol of mine, and he's a mentor he of mine, and and you too. So you know, we we know we know kind of that static drill. The one thing that I'm not a huge fan of that drill. It is nice to find your leaning position, and really, the one thing is when you're just kind of leaning against the rope. What Trent was saying is leaning against the rope, and you're just leaning, 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 leaning. The one thing for me that I don't love about that drill. The the one thing I love about the drill is you can probably most likely find that position that you yes. want that we've been talking about the other position the other reason i don't love that drill is because that drill when you just stay leaning you lose that acceleration and that speed mm -hmm. so now you're giving back the power to the boat and then it, it, in a way when i do that drill i get to a place where i feel a lot of load and that I, where i'm trying to learn not to have that load and and so it is effective, but I kind of like, I like more going about it the way we're talking, not to discredit any of the people that utilize this drill or any of that stuff. It's just, you know, I want to, I want to visualize this when I'm behind the boat and then I want to fall dynamically into that position. And then the moment you kind of feel like, well, the moment you feel like you've become static and now you and the boat are kind of going into a tug of war. The moment right before that is when you should have started to stand up out of that. Yeah, drill. exactly. And so that, exactly. that's the only reason why I, I'm not a huge, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily make my students go out and do that. So backing up to your question, which was a long time ago, it must've been at least five minutes ago, <laughs> but what, what do I do first? Well, I stand up tall. I get to my, you know, I get my, my chest proud. I get my hand, you know, I get my body really tall. Like we were talking about almost like you're feeling like you're on your tippy toes, handles low, arms are straight, balanced over my feet. My next thought is to leave the handle exactly where it is mm -hmm. and think of myself falling away from the handle. I think a lot of people really utilize the handle to try to move. And I think ultimately we want to get our body moving before we create that load. So yes. So for me, I think the, the biggest thing that I see people do that, I, that I'm not a, a huge proponent of is, is let's say you're going to pull from, you're, you're behind the boat, you're off the left side of the wakes. Um, if you're a course skier, that means you're slightly, you're just outside the wakes on the 246 side. Uh, it would be a gate pullout for a course skier. Let's just start there. Um, I'm standing tall and, um, and uh I want to leave my shoulders facing the boat. I want okay. to leave my arms straight and I want to allow my body to fall off the side of my ski. I mean, that's what I'm really trying to do. So it's, it's, it's like in a way to me, it's a controlled fall. And yes. um, meaning, meaning that we need to get your ski is dead flat. So just think of it. I always try to go back to thinking about my what my body motions do to my ski because your ski does not have brains. Your ski is not smart. Your ski does not know how to go left and right. It only reacts to where you put your body weight and, and the amount of load that you have while you do that. So really just standing tall, you know, maybe when I'm getting ready to start that first fall or letting my weight off the side of that ski, I'm going to loosen my grip. I'm going to ease my grip so that I'm not having the tendency to want to pull my biceps and pull the hand. I want to leave the handle where it is. I've got it in the right position. I'm tall. It's close to my body. It's below my belly button. And I am going to leave my shoulders. I'm not going to drop that left shoulder to go to go out. 
you know, we're on the gate, gate pullout or we're going uh, on the left side of the weight going out. I do not want my left shoulder to drop and feel all the load. And that's a very common thing for, I would say, the majority of skiers. So in yeah. this first cut, we want to feel, in my mind, we want to feel even hand pressure. Our chest is going to stay facing the boat. We're nice and tall, and we are going to allow ourselves to fall away from the handle. We're not allowing our butt to fall back, our hips to fall back. We're just staying in that proud position and allowing our body to fall off the edge of the ski. Um, what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, hundred percent. What, so what, what, what direction then? And, and you said fall in the word that's in my mind is, is the same. It's timber. Like, so it, it literally is a, it is a fall. And, and like going back to when you, when you said you, you climb up, so you're literally on the balls or, or the tippy toes of your feet, you know, the higher up I get, the, the bigger that timber is going to be. So how, where do you think about falling? I know you said over the edge of your ski, but is it is there a is there a forward component to that fall, or is it, or is it straight like is strictly a lateral fall, or, or do you think about like you know your intended direction of travel at all at that point? Well, I mean, I, I think I think the reality is we can say it all we want. Like I want my my center of mass, or you know the the majority of my weight to fall in the direction of travel, right? Like yeah. so, we want to go out to the left. And so if we fall backwards with our body, what does that do to the, to the water break on our ski? Yeah. If we fall sideways, what does that do? And if we fall in the, a little bit more forward position, you know, where does that, and, and, and wherever your body weight goes, you can see it on the, on the water break of your ski. If yes. you look at somebody and they're, they're doing their first edge out and you can see the water breaking, uh, uh near their back foot, that means that the choice of fall or travel was a backwards, backwards and out fall. And really what I, I think what I really think about is more of a lateral fall. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the idea of falling forward, um, but we don't have any momentum. You know, when you come off a turn, you have a, you're more dynamic in that place. So I feel more like I can step into my turns is what I call it. Yeah. Um, and you can step into your pull out or your, I, I hate yep. that word. I hate that word though. Pull out is, is the general word we use. There's no pull there. There is no pull <laughs> and pull out. That just is such a, it's such a antiquated way to talk about skiing. Um, so it's not a pull. I, 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 a long time ago, I, I referred to it as an edge out. It is not okay. a pull out, but you know, for, for, for common term speak, that's, that's what it is. So, uh, Trent, what about you? I, I think, you know, um, and, and I've done some, um, some pullouts on the opposite side of the course to kind of confirm, I, I think they're there. I think as a lefty, given that your stance is naturally open to, you know, open to the boat more, like your hips are going to be more open to the boat, uh, on that, on that cutout or that edge out to the left, I, I think you can feel more of a forward component to that initial fall. Um, but you know, bottom line is, you know, as long as your weight's going generally in the right, in the, in the direction of, of travel, you know, you just don't want your weight going back. And, th- and that's where most people's weight goes at that point. And, and the reason why most people have their weight going back goes back to the, to, to, you know, to where we started here is that they don't have that, that perfect balance position to begin with. You know, if, if the handle's far away from your body, um, cause your weight's on your heels, so now as, as your weight, you know, dips onto your heels and the handle comes away from your body, the, the, the load or the line of the rope is going to be sneaking higher up your torso. 
So if the if the if the load is being harbored or, or connected somewhere, you know, mid torso, what happens if you try and move forward? You're you're going to get further separated, and you're going to either have the feeling of of um, of going out the front, or you are going to go out the front. And that's you know, and I've seen that you know with some of my students. I've I've, I've you know handful countless times I've seen people actually crash on their gate pullout trying to trying to find you know that balance position as it lends itself to forward momentum on the pullout itself so you know i you know if you find yourself pulling out on your heels or you find yourself you know loading or or tip rising on that on that gate edge out then then you can typically you can just back it up like you know if you're not able to move forward there's a reason why you know to to be able to move forward into a cut the the load has to be low you know to be able to to be able to have to be able to have you know stack and and move onto your toes or onto the tip of your ski the the handle needs to be low you know and, and again back because your body is is, is fully extended um so hey, I, I think can you can you, can you do yeah. one thing for me can you tell me yeah. Uh, tell me a couple of things of of uh, how a skier can learn to fall in a more forward position. What are some little <clears throat> things that you think about in order to make sure that you are falling forward? Yeah. So, I or mean, in me, the direction then, of travel or off the side. To, yeah, direction of travel. Like for for me, you know, if I'm if I'm standing on a if I imagine I'm standing on a clock face, I, I'm I'm going to want to timber or fall um, towards that. 11 ish, maybe, you know, it would actually be 10 30 ish. It's going to be in that front, you know, that front left quadrant. Um, and again, to be able to do that one, you're going to have to have really good structure before you make your first move. So that goes all back to what we, you know, how we started talking about this to begin with. And then two, it, it's going to be, um, <clears throat> minimal, minimal movement, um, mm-hmm. in terms of, in terms of your body structure. So for me, that's, that's going to be centered through my core. So if I find that perfect position, I'm going to tighten my center and feel like I'm, you know, I'm wringing out my, you know, my midsection, you know, or bracing for a punch, however you want to talk about it. I'm going to be as strong and as still as I can um, and ease your way into it. You know, all you're trying to do is, is create some, you know, to create a, a little bit of speed. So you're going faster than the boat for a moment. So, you know, I, I think the more, the more you move in the right direction, the less the load's going to be. So I think maybe sometimes that's unsettling for people because they're used to falling back and feeling like a nice, strong, you know, everyone wants a strong gate pullout. Well, and, and, and we do, but we want a, an efficient and effective gate pullout. I want to, I want to build as much speed in a, in a short amount of time as possible. So I can, you know, I can come up out of that cut and just outrun the boat for, you know, 20, 30 yards. Um, yep. So anyway, it's going to be well, body position before I pull out and it's going to be core engagement. For me, for me, for sure, that first move, when you want to make a move, when you're on the tallest part of your stand up and you're just standing proud and doing all that and your arms are straight, I really think about slightly opening my body as I fall. So yeah, I want especially to, as a right opening huh? means, well, yeah, I mean, I, I just think you, you can't start with a tight move. You need to start with an opening move to allow the body to move. And the mm-hmm. opening means if we're on the left side of the wakes and we're going to pull out to the left, uh, to, la- to our left turn, I'm going to allow my right shoulder to slide back or my left yeah. shoulder to slide forward. And I just kind of open up. And then the next thing to do is I think about my feet staying feather light. 
I am not going to apply pressure to my feet. I'm actually, I'm really am trying to fall into this wonderful, uh, whatever we call it, stacked position or, or structured position. So, you know, slightly opening, hands relaxed, allow the body to move, keep that. Cause I think the, the first thing people want to do is again, tighten that left shoulder or tighten the shoulder that, and hide it from the boat. And that's kind of that old school, you know, I don't know. I used old school a long time ago, but you know, it's that kind of thought of like, I, I need the load to find my center. No, you already are balanced. So now let's try to fall without it. I wrote an article a long yeah. time ago saying, you know, basically like envision yourself skiing without the handle. How would you move yeah. if you if your ski were propelling you versus yeah. you know trying to fight the boat? <laughs> yes. So, all right. So you know we're we're uh, we're we're into this. We're deep into this episode. So let's let's take this and walk me down the lake. We you know walk me down the lake and walk me down these these first few sets and and what's important. You know, is it is it, is are, if you're a course skier, is running the course important? Uh, are you going to free ski this first pass or these first few passes? Like what what is it that we should do to so that we? I mean, the ultimate goal here is to have a, a, a wide range of success. I can't say that you're going to do it every single time, but we want you to be able to feel that that position and and what I want to do early in the year is to build up the trust in into these things so that we can you know build uh, build our, our our pyramid from the bottom up and uh, so walk me through now the reality of this we're we're standing tall we're we're doing this first cutout what do you do with all this like well, do you do you make a turn out there once you well, get out there and 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 start skiing how do yeah. you evaluate it what I mean what are what what's going on everyone has their their own approach you know like some people they're just they're going to dive, you know, headfirst into the course and, and, and it kind of is what it is, you know, so, something, and, you know, we, we've already brought up uh, Waycox, something um, that he was a huge proponent of and, and, and it came about for him actually out of necessity, out of, out of injury. He really couldn't, he couldn't put the reps in because of a hip injury that he was used to. So, but he still wanted exactly this. He still wanted to make sure that he recognized those, that balance point. He recognized, you know, where his, his, how his power came through balance. And he wanted to make sure that, you know, he'd have, he has the masters coming up in, in six weeks. He wanted to make sure that, you know, as it got closer to tournament time and he was going to have to start, you know, banging his way through the course that, that he was already crazy familiar with, with what, where that position um, lies. So what he would do um, is he would do, I would, I, the way I like to say it is, Basically, he would just do gate shots from both sides of the of the of the course, if you will. So he would, you know, pull out for a typical two-handed gate on the left-hand side. He would turn. You know, he's not not cranking off a hard turn. He would just turn, find that position, trying trying to turn in with as little body movement as possible, and and take the time and space required to have his feet come through and his whole body line up with the rope, and then brace and hold. And he'd swing up to the right side and, and he would just glide with two hands as if he was doing a, an opposite side, um, you know, a gate turn in from the opposite side. You know, so he'd swing up to the right side of the boat. The moment he started slowing down, he would shift his weight to the inside, find that nice balanced position. And he would just, I mean, he would, I mean, I, I was skiing with him back then. He would do it. He, he did it for weeks. You well, you know, the, I think the big, his way through an injury. Yeah. And the, and the, well, and, and the big thing to remember at the beginning of the year, I don't care how hard you hit the gym. You know, you do not have your whatever, quote unquote, ski strength developed. So, you know, what we're really doing, looking for is a lot of successful cuts with minimal, 
load and minimal, well, I'm not going to say negative technique, but we're looking for positive, positive results. That's the, that's the goal here. It's not, I skied more turns. It's not, I, I just totally whoop my body and, and wow, I'm blown out. That that's not really my goal to start the season. I mean, you know, as well as I do. And I think you do a lot of this, like, you know, beginning of the year, I'm taking four pass sets, meaning, mm-hmm. you know, I, I take, you know, one run down the lake rest and I'll do that three more times. And the moment my body starts feeling like there's some, uh, deterioration in my ability to, to hold structure, that's my stopping point. And I'd rather take three sets of four than two sets of six at that point. And, um, you know, it, it's like, it's like when you weight lift, it's not necessarily the, the, the amount of, it's not your one rep max. It's, it's how many, how many times did you lift weight that day? And, yeah. um, so it's total reps with weight versus, you know, a one rep max type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. What's so right. what's 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 your number one key then or, or or two keys that go through your head? Like so let's just send people off on this. You're, you're gonna, you know, whether you are linking some easy turns or whether you are, you know, maybe doing this just this cutting drill like um like we just discussed, what's what's one or two things that you're gonna keep in your mind to find this nice balanced line with the rope or this nice, you know, stacked structured position? I'm gonna focus on my arms always being straight. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, I mean, in the pre-turn when you're standing up and coming out of your, coming out of your cut, there are in that zone. Yes, your arms do become bent because you're trying to stay connected to the speed and and direction that you that you set. But in general, I just always keep telling myself, arm straight, arm straight, arm straight, arm straight. I mean, it's over and over again because the moment my arms are not straight, I may not do any nothing else that I want to accomplish will happen. Uh, yeah. Number two. At the beginning of the year, we are not used to the speed of skiing. I don't care what speed you ski at, it's fast. You know, if you're 26 miles an hour and that's your that's your go-to, when you haven't skied in a while, that is fast. fast. And yeah, okay, so pros ski at 36 miles an hour and that's wicked fast. But the point is, whatever speed you're going out at, it's going to feel fast, it's going to feel tough. So, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to find a few things that I can do. And, and in, in so doing with that speed turns, those are a coordinated fall really. And they take a lot of time to set up before your turns are going to feel like, you know, what you're doing and that you're comfortable and you know that you're going to end up in a good stack position. So at the beginning of the season, I put very little to none, uh, pressure on running the course or, or, um, you know, yeah, I mean, a lot of people just dive right into the to skiing buoys uh, that if that's what they do, if they're course skiers. And so what I really want to do is take the take the emphasis off the buoy count, put the emphasis on how many cuts in that in that run down the lake, whether that be the course or free skiing, how many times did I do it right? Yes. How many yes. times did I find that? And what I try to do is I keep a log about every set that I take just, just so I can go back and, and, and evaluate later on things that I was thinking about or things that were successful. And what I really want to do is evaluate my sets based on how well I was able to do the things that we, that I was, that I set forth for that, for that set. So we've talked about this in the past. You got to have a game plan. And we're, we're, we're trying to lay it out for you, but your tendency is going to be to be like, oh, yep, I've got that. And now I'm moving on to the next, but really we, what we got to do is in my mind is to establish, uh, patterns that we can, that we can, um, continually get, you know, get to, you know, patterns of, of, uh, success. So how about you? 
Yep. Um, I think probably my two, you know, my, my, my two keys for, for finding that position. And again, you know, sometimes I'll, I will hop, you know, I'll do an easy pass and just hop right in the course, but I'm going to be thinking about two things. One's going to be equal arm pressure. Um, because there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of different things that can get in the way of equal arm pressure, you know, like dropping that lead shoulder. Why would I drop that lead shoulder? Um, you know, uh, equal arm pressure and then core engagement. Those are going to be my two things. And, and, and they're, 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 those two factors are, are going to be basically veritable proof that I'm in the right position. You know, if I, you know, if, if I'm, Using my upper body too much, <clears throat> I'm going to have one, you know, one arm loaded more than the other. Um, you know, if I'm leaving my hips behind, core engagement's not going to be accessible. So if everything's nice and tall, nice and balanced, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start my season off equal arm pressure, core engagement. And that's what's going to guide me for that first set. 